Hello, you're listening to the SureSkills Learn to Grow podcast, where we speak to leaders in learning about the learning landscape. I am lucky enough to be joined today by Rasha Moga, who is an innovative leader, a mentor to many, and a prominent women in tech evangelist. Rasham is the best-selling author of Fast Track Your Leadership Career and has been recognized as one of the top 100 keynote speakers. She advises startups, she mentors emerging leaders, she runs a successful podcast, all while leading the global education and enablement team at Automation Anywhere. Our conversation ranged from the need for mindful leadership to the importance of learning cultures in today's learning landscape. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you do too. First of all, Rasham, I've followed your progress online. I've heard about the great work you've been doing through colleagues of mine that you've worked very closely with. And I know SureSkills was a proud sponsor of the EWOW Virtual Summit not too long ago. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join me today. And it's a pleasure to, to chat with you. Thank you, Simon. I'm super, super excited to be on the show today. Well, listen, uh, let's start with, with 2020. Uh, you know, 2020 has brought its fair share of disruption and change. And I think those things breed both challenges and opportunities. I was wondering, what are some of the challenges and the opportunities that you've encountered in recent months? You know, 2020 is a year of disruption. It's a year of doing things differently if you look at it, right? Most of yep. us went from conducting businesses in person to conducting business virtually be it enterprises, schools, healthcare, or restaurants, right? We've had to readjust and realign to this new normal, which is going to be here with us for some time. I think the first month was challenging for everyone. Everyone was trying to understand how to adjust to this new normal. I mean, I have been a remote worker for 12 years now um, because I've always led global teams. But, um, you know, while I'm so comfortable working from home and that's that's my natural self, I'm not used to others working from home as well. So that brought in another different perspective to things, right? What sure. happens when everybody is working from home? But uh, when you really think about it, everybody was thinking about how to ensure business continuity, right? All businesses. Yeah. And, uh, Challenges really paved the way for opportunities is how I think about it. Now, schools quickly adapted to distance learning, and now computer literacy has become a key skill for the students, right? Um, Mm -hmm. um, Many companies launched their products and services as SaaS solutions to cater to the customer needs as well. And if you look at doctors, they've now started doing virtual calls. And I can't wait to see the elements of AI and VR that they might employ to to actually bring an you know diagnostic accuracy and better patient experience mm-hmm. if you look at um you know some of the innovations or uh, you know innovations that have happened in the communication industry zoom just launched their all in one communications appliance right great example of how businesses pivoted to actually listen to a customer's unsaid need and create solutions that revolve around real life problems. So there are there are opportunity there are challenges everywhere, but all those challenges have led to renewed opportunities in in recent months. 
You mentioned culture that was so important and workplace culture has become a, a huge tool today when it comes to attracting great people to your business and to growing your business. Uh, is culture something that you're conscious of in, in the roles that you play in the various enterprises you're involved in? Absolutely. I remember that famous uh, saying that goes, culture eats strategy for breakfast, you know. <laughs> so, um, so if you really look at it, you know, the three key elements that you I focus on, one is trust, the second is mutual respect, and the third one is the culture of continuous learning. And if you have these three elements, I think you can build a very robust company culture that is customer focused, um, that's focused on innovation, and that's focused on solving real life problems. Because when you're building your teams, the first thing is that you have to you have to make sure that there's trust amongst each other. When you have trust with each other. And when you build that trust with not just within your teams, but with your customers and your partners, it encompasses everything. It means that you'll be you'll be always looking out for them. It means that you'll always be proposing solutions that work for them. It means that you will be customer obsessed. It means that you will um, people can rely on you, right? And and then there is respect, like you respect and value each other for what they bring. And even if there is disagreements or you are not aligned onto a certain solution, you know that you will disagree and commit to uh, because you respect each other. And then the third piece is continuous learning, which is so important to have that built into your culture because our, you know, every day the work that we do is changing continuously. We are thrown with new challenges like this pandemic. And if we do not have the culture of continuous learning, you cannot grow as an organization. You can't be innovative and you can't proactively solve customers' unsaid needs. It's also been well documented that organizations with disengaged employees really struggle. And and you've said that, that mindful leaders have the power to positively influence employee engagement and then not just that, but productivity throughout an entire organization. But what does mindful leadership mean for you and why do you think that's so important right now? That's that's a great question, Simon, because um, the moment you start talking about empathy and the moment you start talking about uh, some other elements of mindful leadership, um, people start going towards uh, towards the aspect of, hmm, is that really leadership? You shouldn't show emotions, you shouldn't be vulnerable. But if you look at the three elements that I mentioned in my company culture, two of them were around um, around mindful leadership, building that element of trust and respect with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you build that? You build that by uh, by being empathetic to your team, by understanding what um, what motivates them and guide them in the right direction. By um, building out that sense of purpose and vision with your team and something that resonates with your entire team, right? And continuous learning, I think, really moves into that direction as well because what you're doing is you're continuously evaluating yourself. You are creating that purpose, that vision, and you're taking a purposeful pause to be able to understand where you want to go. And go there as a team, 
right? So when you start thinking about mindful leadership, it's actually, you know, you're engaging your employees better because what you are doing is you're giving them, you're working with them towards a shared goal or a purpose. You're trusting them. You're respecting them for the skills that you bring in. And you're paving a path of continuous learning so that you grow together. And really, if you look at it, that's what engaged employees are. Employees are disengaged because they no longer find joy or purpose in what they're doing, because they don't feel respected, because they don't feel trusted, because they don't see themselves valued. And mindful leadership puts that into perspective and ensures that you are taking care of your employees and you're leading them in a way that enables them to grow. And that's the culture that you want to weave in into your organization. So it kind of it's kind of related, but kind of maps together. Like you cannot drive a cult- positive culture without being a mindful leader. It all seems connected, right? So if we if we if culture is what attracts great people to your organization, culture is also what keeps them there. Absolutely. Right? And- and what you're saying is that if people are part of teams, they feel invigorated by uh, leaders who value their contributions, who you know reach out and connect, who are vulnerable. That makes somebody want to invest their time and energy and to better themselves and to better the organizations that they work in. Yeah, and today's generation is very smart. They they catch on to that element very quickly, and that's why you know people love millennials love working in this startup culture where where you're thinking about things in a different manner it's not just about how you're going to grow in your career or what next title you're going to do it's also about how you're going to impact the world right um mm-hmm. so the, think about solutions differently and um and it's it's a big i think for for big enterprises it's an eye opener they need to start thinking differently and starting building their culture around mindful leadership and the elements of trust and respect so that they can attract new attract and retain new talent. Rasham, in the mission statement for your EWOW initiative, which is Empowered Women of the World, you talk about the importance of an intellectual framework uh, and an intellectual platform. Mm-hmm. What for you are the key elements of an intellectual framework for success? EWOW was all and is all about helping leaders discover, visualize, and actualize their success. And it's it's that intellectual framework. So many of us think about success in terms of titles, in terms of the cars that we drive, areas where we live, money that we have in our bank. Um, But really, you know, that's not what success is. So for people to be able to identify what success truly means to them, and to be able to visualize it and then to be able to put a plan together to make it happen because you know power of positivity is great and visualization is great but until you have a plan to go ahead and achieve it it's not going to happen the the basis of the power of positivity mindful leadership and and um, and success is that they're going is going to be some action around it right Mm-hmm. So, so that's what uh, the intellectual framework is all about, to be, to be able to understand what happiness means to you, to be able to put together a plan in terms of how to make that happen for yourself and then go do it 
So one of our one of our fundamental principles at SureSkills, and I know we're probably lockstep in this, is that learning and growth are intertwined, as we've talked a lot about today. That means that individuals learn to grow within their roles, within their careers, within, as you've just said, their personal lives. And then for organizations, we believe learning programs are a primary driver of business growth, right? And, and enablement programs and that education piece is crucial. From your experience, what is the most important element of the relationship between learning and growth? I would say that learning and growth is a continuous cycle. You learn and then you grow and then you again learn and then you grow. And some of these might overlap. Gone are the days when we used to study for one subject and land up in a job around the same subject and did it for the next 20 years and then retired. With every step that I'm growing, I'm learning new things. And as I'm learning new things, I'm growing. And that's how I see it. Continuous learning is such an integral part of any business. Training is an event. You do something, you get out of it, you're trained on it. But learning is where growing is. So enablement, continuous learning is, is, is the words that I want to associate myself with and my team with. And that's what businesses should associate themselves with. It's so important to grow and each day we are learning new things. So that has to be built into the culture and that has to be planned in an organization's business. I love the idea that training is an event, but that learning is a process that's repeated. And that's true for both individuals and for organizations, right? Yeah, absolutely. If people want to learn more about these things and more about you, Rasham, where's the best place to find you if they want to reach out? So people can check out the Evo podcast. It's called Evo Empowered Women of the World. It's available on 11 different platforms, including Apple, Google Play, um, Anchor, Spotify, and uh, other platforms. Um, it's a right. podcast that we do, has presence in about 35 countries. And we just did a um, podcast on smart cities, which many people might find interesting. Uh, they can also reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, my Handle is rmogha, R-M-O-G-H-A, or my website, rushimogha.com. And from there, they can go to the EVA web- website as well, which is evaglobal.com. We mentioned disruption and change at the start of the show, and I know a lot of people during a challenging time are benefiting from your leadership. I want to thank you for that, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Rasham. Take care. That was Rasha Moga on the Learn to Grow podcast. If you'd like to learn more about SureSkills, you can head over to SureSkills.com. And if you'd like to email me directly, my email is simon.bean at SureSkills.com. I hope you join us for future episodes of the Learn to Grow podcast. Take care.